You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On the show today, we got a blowout victory to discuss the Mets. Wallop the Marlins, 10 to nothing. Trevor Williams was great. I'm going to talk about that game in the first segment. But also, it is Keith Hernandez weekend, folks. Number 17 will be retired. I'll be in attendance the next two nights. I am thrilled about to fly out to New York. So in the second segment, I'll preview the remainder of this series and talk about Keith a little bit. And we'll close out the show today for a Friday Farm Report. A little bit of talk on Francisco Alvarez. What is his promotion in AAA? I mean, I know we already discussed it this week. But I wanted to go into it a little bit more because the fact that this kid's 20 years old and he's on the cusp, it's just something that fans really need to be thinking about because this could be a guy that really helps change the course of this franchise. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Now, I could go through this whole game, right? You know, we can go inning by inning and talk about it, but it was a complete one-sided affair. Here's this Marlins team, red hot. Are they going to come into town and prove their worth as a wild card team? No, (laughs) I don't think so, especially after you saw this game. What did this Marlins offense muster? Obviously, we're going to talk about the Mets. They scored 10 runs. That's great. But Trevor Williams was on the hill. And he has been better this year than I think people give him credit for. Yeah, he hasn't been great coming out of the rotation. I think his ERA might have been even north of five as a starter compared to an ERA below three as a reliever heading into this start. But the innings he's provided this Mets team this year have been invaluable. You're looking at him right now, and after, of course, seven scoreless, that ERA is going to drop a lot. But you're talking about 52 and two-third innings pitched so far this year, and his ERA is under four, 3.76 ERA. Having a guy like this eating innings for you, that's one of those things that I don't think that the the Mets really get enough credit for, the the depth that they established. And Trevor Williams, you know what? I've said it on this podcast before. It's not the Javi Baez trade. It's not the Pete Crow Armstrong trade. It's the Trevor Williams trade. This guy, to get him as a throw-in, you know, real hat tip to Zach Scott, because as much as people want to talk about what he did as a GM last year, that was a good trade. Okay, I know Pete Crow Armstrong doing a great job, but you're talking about trying to make a push toward the playoff last year. Javi Baez was great for that. It's just the team around him didn't hold up. And you get an arm in Trevor Williams under control for last season and this season that you can really use. This is a valuable guy. And you're talking about a career 4370 ERA, right? And he's pitched over 500 innings at the big league level. He's a major league pitcher. And you saw last year what Jared Eikhoff did. There's a little bit of a difference there. And so today, here he goes, best outing by far this year. I doubt it that we would ever see seven scoreless from Trevor Williams. Here he goes, allows just two hits, seven strikeouts. And you're talking about the rest of this series against a division opponent. You still got a big series coming up against the Braves. The bullpen got a massive night off here. 
Again, seven innings from Williams. And then Jake Reed, one of your you know bottom of the bullpen guys, a, a garbage time type reliever, some guy you throw out there to blow out who could be in Syracuse tomorrow just because that's how this works. He gives you two innings and doesn't give up a run. So with also out giving up a hit either, no walks either. Here's this Marlins team that was supposed to be red hot offensively and they muster again, two hits, no walks. So they just did nothing. And the Mets, again, we could go inning by inning, but there's almost no need to. Uh, you know, Brandon Nimmo drove in two with a double. Then you had a four-run inning in the fourth. Um, actually, excuse me, Nimmo drove in one, Lindor drove in the second, and then there was the four-run fourth inning. J.D. Davis got an RBI hit. Then you had James McCann hit his second home run of the season, a three-run shot. At that point, the Mets are up 6 nothing, and then J.D. Davis puts a little bit of a cherry on top, gets a hanging breaking ball right where he likes it, low and in for him, puts that good hard swing we've seen, actually got some carry there, hits the home run, grand slam, 10-0 Mets, and that's your ball game. So you love to see this lineup have a game like this, have an easy victory, and you look ahead, you got three more against this Marlins team, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and of course Saturday is the big one. Keith Hernandez gets his jersey retired. I want to talk about that because guess what, folks? I'm going to be there. I will be in attendance to see that 17 up there. And was it left field, right? <laughs> Look, man, not a native New Yorker. I'm 90% sure it's in left. We'll finally see that. Um, it's going to be awesome. So I want to talk about that in just a minute. But first, welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined with the Sports Card Investor app. It's the hobby's most powerful resource. You can quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals and profit from the hobby you love, and it's available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. The Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for all baseball fans. Easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day and 30-day charts. You can find the best prices and buy directly through the app with their eBay Deals feature. Whether you're interested in investing in prospect cards in hopes of you know finding that next good deal on a on a player before they pop, like maybe a Francisco Alvarez that we're going to talk about in the final segment today, or if you want to get you know one of your favorites in the past, like Keith Hernandez, we're going to talk about in a minute, you can find cards for both of those types of guys right here on the Sports Card Investor app. So make sure you download today. Again, it is available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com/slash locked on. So if you were going into this series and trying to preview it all, which I didn't get a chance to do yesterday because we had that really great episode with Jeff Carve locked on rest. Check that out if you haven't watched it yet or haven't listened. Uh, we talked about Joey Votto. Really enjoyed that conversation. So make sure you tune into that. But that did not leave me much time to talk about this series. So here we go, previewing the final three games. If I had done this yesterday, I'd say, all right, well, the Trevor Williams game, that's the one to be a little bit nervous about, right? You got that one now in the bag as a win. So now you're looking at a, a good pitching matchup on Friday. Chris Bassett versus Pablo Lopez. Bassett uh, was on the IL with COVID, although he said today that he was really symptom-free. Uh, so a little frustrating for him to have to wait that out. But now he will be back uh, pitching in front of, I would imagine, a really big crowd. I'm going to be in attendance. Got a flight out in the morning. Really excited to be there for this one. Uh, it's going to be Bassett versus Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez 
was on a completely different planet earlier in the season. He's come back to earth a little bit, but still a really good pitcher. So that's a matchup that I think you look at, and it's probably the best matchup of this series, I would say, the most even. Uh, So we'll see what the Mets can do against Pablo Lopez. Obviously, what Trevor Williams just did against that Marlins lineup that had been hot gives you a lot of confidence that Bassett can go out and deal. Saturday, Keith Hernandez night. I can't wait for this. I've never been at any type of an event like this. Uh, You know, I think the closest I went to where it wasn't at the stadium, but I was there when Mike Piazza got inducted into the Hall of Fame at Cooperstown, which was maybe the coolest sports thing I've ever been to in my life. It was amazing. But Keith Hernandez getting his jersey retired, it's unbelievable. And it's crazy the impact this guy has had on this franchise, obviously as a player, you know. The 1986 Mets are still the team that all of you Mets fans are living off of. You were alive for. I know my dad certainly still lives off that team, and hopefully now this current Mets team can maybe not necessarily replace. No one will replace the 1986 Mets, but they can be maybe this generation's '86 Mets. But you go back and I mean, I think if we talk about Doc and Daryl and Gary Carter and Ron Darling and uh, all of the 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 stars that were on the, that team and really those teams of the '80s. Keith Hernandez has a certain connection with this fan base that I don't think any other player has. And a lot of it also stems from his broadcasting career. Cause I know for you know fans like me in our mid twenties, we grew up where Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, Gary Cohen have been the soundtrack of our childhoods watching this team. So he has just an affinity, I think with, with so many that really can't be matched. So it's going to be an outpouring of love and support for Keith. And I cannot wait to be in the building for that. Um, and after all of the pomp and circumstance, all of the, the, the ceremonies and, and the speech and all of that, there will be a baseball game. It'll be Braxton Garrett, who's been pretty solid this year for the Marlins, a 4-2-5 ERA. It's not like he is unhittable, but for a rotation that you know has kind of dealt with some injuries with Jesus Lazardo going out amongst others, they needed other guys to step up. And we saw tonight, Daniel Castano has been one of those guys that has stepped up for them, and the Mets had no problem there. So here's another lefty uh, that maybe the Mets – We'll kind of ruin his season a little bit too. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. You got Carlos Carrasco going uh, pretty solid last time out. You never quite know what you're going to get with Carrasco this season. You know, I am uh, always supporting him. He was a guy that I thought was going to have a really big year. And you can say what you want about him. He still won nine games for this Mets team. And when he's been good, he's been great. So maybe the Mets get another one of those outings on Saturday. Sunday, the one game I will not be at of these three because I got to hop on a plane. I'll be watching in the LaGuardia Airport. Sandy Alcantara versus Taiwan Walker. If you're the Mets, win this series before you face Sandy Alcantara. That would be the advice I would give them. The Taiwan Walker can match zeros with Alcantara. The only problem is getting him deep enough into the game, right? Not that Taiwan hasn't been great doing that, but Alcantara is leading Major League Baseball in innings pitch. He's going out there. Every time he takes the ball, he expects to finish the game. That's a throwback picture that we just haven't seen. So if the Mets want to win this series, you want to get the first three. And then that last game, hey, you get a four-game sweep against Alcantara. You will be sky high going into that that Atlanta Braves series where we have to fly down there. Um, So obviously, you want to end on a good note, but it's going to be hard to against Alcantara. If the Mets lose one of the next two games, you might be looking at a, a series split here which I know will be disappointing for fans. But I think the bottom line here is you get the first one out of the way as a win. That was huge for them. 
Now let's see if they can get these next two or at least get one of the two. And maybe they surprise us. You know, the one bad start that Alcantara has had, and it wasn't even that bad. He gave it four runs over seven innings. But the one start that wasn't spectacular the last two plus months was against the Mets. So we'll see if they're able to do it uh, against him. And then on Monday, Max Scherzer on the mound against the Braves. Buck Schalter said that wasn't about lining him up to pitch against Atlanta. He says it's a dangerous game to do that. It's just the way the rotation shook out. And that might be fine, but I'll tell you, I'm happy to know that you're going to see Scherzer going up against that Braves team. That will be a really uh, great start to that series. But it is still a Friday Farm Report. we got to talk a little bit of prospects, and Francisco Alvarez is in AAA. I know we touched on it on, I believe it was Monday's show, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it was Tuesday. Uh, but I want to go into it a little bit more. Are we going to see Alvarez this year? Where is he at now that he is a step away from the big leagues. Before we get to that, though, from the people who invented the healthy and tasty, incredible treats of Built Bar, the best protein bar ever, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, they got something new for you the coconut brownie chunk. And guess what? Your friends at Built also made the coconut brownie chunk with the puff treatment. The puffs, of course, are the first ever protein infused marshmallow, and they now have the coconut brownie chunk flavor. It's deliciously chewy and marshmallowy, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's fluffy with a cloud of that coconut brownie goodness. Stop chewing and just listen because this is where things get really exciting when it comes to Built Bars. They come low in calories. They come low in sugar. They're high in protein. They're all delicious. What are you waiting for? The coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to Built.com now. You don't want to miss out. They're going to go fast because they are that amazing. All Built Bars are made with the collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, providing tons of health benefits. So if you want to try Built Bar today, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so to close out the show for a Friday Farm Report, had to touch a little bit more on Francisco Alvarez and what this promotion means for the New York Mets in their future. So far, uh, not a great start in AAA. Three games played now. He is one for 10, so obviously hasn't done too much yet. That one hit was an RBI single, has a walk drawn, actually two walks drawn, um, so that on base percentage of 231, a little better than the 100 batting average, but look, small sample size three games at this point. Let's not overreact to any of it. Really, what I want to talk about is just what this means. He's 20 years old in AAA. 20 years old in AAA. The guy doesn't turn 21 until November. He is right on the cusp. And, you know, we're going to talk throughout this month about deadline acquisitions. And, you know, I've been banging the drum for Mark Fientes to get a shot because I think he's ready. He deserves it. And, you know, he's at that point in any prospect's career where he, he's had 1,500 plate appearances in the minor leagues. He's right there where you'd want him to be. He's had his time in AAA. I think he can be a really big impact bat. I know J.D. Davis hit a grand slam tonight in a game that was a blowout. But, look, we've seen a, enough of a sample size that we shouldn't overreact to one home run for Davis. Vientos is the better option right now. With that said, you're talking about where this team could be at. 
if Francisco Alvarez adjusts this level, I think a big part of this is seeing how he adjusts. He spent all year, you know, began the season in double A Binghamton, got off to a red hot start, really struggled, made his adjustments and proved himself to get to the, the promotion. Now you want to see what he does again here. You want to see how he really can fare uh, against the, the highest minor league competition. And honestly, to me, double A AA and triple A, it's really not that big of a difference. So at this point, I think that the bat is ready, but you have the glove to think about too. And I don't know if he's ready to catch at the big league level. And that's important. You know, what James McCann and Tomas Nito do for the Mets defensively is, is massive. So I've talked about Alvarez as a potential DH. I think at this point, he's going to ride this next month out for sure. Probably at least the next six weeks. And you see how he fares. If he hits really well, if he's catching well and, you know, things are progressing that the Mets are still after the deadline and after potentially trying out the Entos, not getting the answers they want from that DH spot, not getting the production they want, I should say. That's where there's that door that has been cracked so slightly open for this guy to burst through and, and be almost like, you know, uh, uh, Miguel Cabrera was for the 2003 Marlins, where you call a guy up that's just a generational talent as an offensive player. And you just know that, you know, they can hit. And we saw Miguel Cabrera in the World Series, and he didn't even know who Roger Clemens was, gets brushed back, hits a home run. I'm not saying that Francisco Alvarez is the next Miguel Cabrera. The thing is, though, there is still a potential that he can have a career like that. Now, Miguel Cabrera's had a once-in-a-lifetime career. So, so much has to happen for him to be a Miguel Cabrera. I'm not saying he's going to do that. But... There's a very, 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 very small amount of players who you can actually say has that type of a ceiling. And that's what this guy is when it comes to a talent. And if you are a Mets fan that is thinking about the future, there's really nobody <laughs> to be more excited about in this entire organization than Francisco Alvarez. Pete Alonso is great. And, you know, he has a, a really good chance of going down as the greatest offensive player in Mets history. That's a good Pete Alonso's been. He's on a, a torrid pace to start his career. And I think he's going to continue. And, you know, if he gets an extension, he stays in New York. I mean, who knows? Maybe number 20 is hanging up there next to, to number 17 one day. But Francisco Alvarez is a, a player that, that you just haven't seen before. You talk about numbers that are retired. There's a 31 up there, right? You know, Mike Piazza, I talked about being at his Hall of Fame induction. You're talking about a hitter that, could could be like Piazza from the catcher position. And that's what you have to worry about. So as much as I'd love to see Alvarez in a mess uniform this year, who would? You know how exciting that's going to be if we eventually get the report? Francisco Alvarez promoted New York Mets. will bet fourth tonight. I don't have to put him in the four hole. We'll bet sixth tonight in DH or we'll, we'll be catching Max Scherzer tonight, whatever it is. When that happens, it's going to be absolute hysteria for Mets fans. Don't know what that happens this year. The next step for him, adjust to AAA. He's going to be at the Futures game, so he's going to be front and center. He's probably going to be maybe the biggest star at that game, if we're really talking about it here. See what happens there. See what he does in AAA. And then, you know, we'll obviously be monitoring this, and who knows what could happen. But it's so damn exciting to think about uh, that this guy's gotten this close because we just couldn't have seen it coming. And, and and that's what these types of players do. They force your hand. And 
It's a guy that could force the Mets hand. He said it in spring training. I'll say it again. He said he's going to be in the big leagues this year. I'm not doubting them. Just not going to doubt this guy. Anyway, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked On Mets. I got to go pack. Okay, I'm going to be out in New York. So uh, make sure that you tune in on Monday. I'll be breaking down everything we saw this weekend. Who knows? Um, we might have a little special hotel edition. Last time I was in New York, the Mets threw a combined no-hitter. That was the last game I was at in City Field. And that was a little bit of a hassle to get that podcast up. But big moments call for, for podcasts. So make sure if you're not subscribed on YouTube, subscribe so you know what's coming. Make sure you're following the podcast feed. So if a podcast comes in on Saturday night with me talking about an incredible experience, you know, seeing Keith get his jersey retired, you can see that. And if not a, a special bonus podcast this weekend, of course, I'll be back on Monday talking about everything I saw in person as the Mets finish off this series against the Miami Marlins. Make sure, as I already mentioned, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, check out Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby, who's a prospect encyclopedia. There you can learn about all the stars of tomorrow, like a Francisco Alvarez. So make sure you tune in. Make that your second listen. Locked On MLB Prospects is available wherever you get podcasts.